Hello. Hello. Welcome to another episode of When Football Met Soccer, a podcast where we talk about football and everything on the pitch, off the pitch. And honestly, this week has been an exciting week. Ted Lasso is back. That's true. We watched the true. first episode. Yeah, it was okay. I think I mean, it needs to like kind of get its groove and Yeah, it's like it's like becoming more of a a feel good TV it's show. It's always been a feel good TV. Yeah, show. but it's not a comedy anymore, I feel like, right? Uh, no, 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 it's still is a and comedy. And I want this to, and I want it to be more football. There is not No, nah, well, there's a decent amount of football. I mean, they played 4-4-2 formation. I know. <laughs> what was it? Oh, yeah, I told you about this. The Chelsea fans not so happy about the second episode. <laughs> being called i don't want to go to chelsea my god <laughs> anyway and, and and also like the west ham game all this tension oh my god like all, it's the, great publicity. all these americans watching like i don't think they've ever heard of west ham and then suddenly they're but to be honest i don't everywhere. think the americans who are watching ted lasso have kind of transferred that interest into actually starting to yeah. watch the premier league yeah i think they're just looking at this nice setup this they learn story about football yeah. Right, like the coach and the system and everything that that you can you can draw a game in the league. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but it's it's like it's like um, it's like I think they can watch without feeling passionate about the game itself. Right, right, right exactly. I think that's also the genius of the show is that people who are not even football fans are really huge fans of genius. I think the show is genius. Sure, if you I, want to I mean, to it's it's, in, it's incredible from the fact that it was a Premier League ad. To to what that's they true, to yeah, what they have true, created now. True. I think the character of uh, Ted Lasso uh, is amazing. Yeah, the, the actor Jason Jason Sudeikis did such yes, a fantastic job. Sure. I think he makes the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is I think this is the best thing he's done in his mm-hmm, co- in mm-hmm. his career, and he's well deserved all the accolades accolades that he's received. But before while we're talking about America, before we talk about uh, uh, anything in. Uh, in Europe, we need to talk about March Madness. Oh yes, March Madness officially started today. I don't know how many people listen to us actually watch March Madness. It is not super popular outside of the US. I mean, like, people know it, but they won't really like actually is like, it follow though? it. It's not is, that popular. I don't think it's that. Like, the no, brackets are popular, but other than that, it's... Maybe you can explain it better because you went to school here. Well, it is a very different thing than anything it's, that you would experience in football, just because of the, way, the system that it is. It's so, like the FA Cup. Kind of, right? Why? No, 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 but not everyone can be. You <laughs> have true. to rank decently high. You have to be in the, in the top 64 teams, essentially, in the US. So the FA Cup is and, more random. And it is, so, it is so incredible that in the US, college sports gets this much attention. If anything, a lot of people l- prefer to watch March Madness uh, over watch some NBA. even NBA games, yeah, which yeah. is actually incredible. But there are 64, 64 schools, four schools in each seed. So you have seed one to seed 16. The top seed is seed number Number one and the the last one is seed 16 and then they you have a bracket where you know seed one plays seed 16 seed mm-hmm, two plays mm-hmm, seed 15 mm-hmm. and then so on so and so forth and then it's just a knockout tournament until you get to and i love how they name you know the quarterfinals is the sweet 16 and yeah. oh sorry the round of, is the sweet 16 and then the quarterfinal is the elite eight final four and then the final uh but it's a big deal i went to a huge basketball school and for as an undergrad so every time march madness was a huge 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 deal so i didn't i didn't used to watch it but if if someone's listening to us and not really watching march madness you guys should watch it it's super interesting it's really good and basketball as a whole it's like it's like a little bit more exciting than soccer in the sense that one minute can be like a game changer. Like literally, it's like not even one minute, 30 seconds. Yeah. Like yeah. if a game finishes with like one point difference, that means it was such an exciting game. Literally. Yeah. And, yeah. And March Madness is basically just every year, the World Cup that we saw in 2022. 
Right. That's like a lot of year. upsets. Yeah, that's, that's like why every... it's called Mad March Madness yeah, because, because a lot of upsets. Yeah, so you have what? Princeton beats Arizona. So a 15th seed Princeton just beat a second seed Arizona. Yeah, and Princeton is not good. Like obviously, the entire they... Ivy League sucks. By the way, yeah. they may be good, you know, academically, but Maybe in there sports, is, there is a negative correlation between how good you are in March Madness. I mean, Madness. yeah, I mean, like they, the 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 sports. Mm, at Princeton, especially if it's not some white bougie like <laughs> sport like crew or lacrosse, lacrosse or fencing or something. Yeah, it's not their thing. So. Yeah, Virginia as well, which is the fourth seed, lost to Furman. I, I mean, no, to, no be honest, to be frank, yes. Never yeah, no disrespect of. to a lot of people who go to these schools in the US, but there's a lot of schools that I didn't know before. I mean, that's okay because only, you're, you're a foreigner. Like Gonzaga. Gonzaga? Honestly, I didn't even know Gonzaga until... Yeah, right? As a There's ba- so un- many schools. Un- until I knew they were a basketball school, right? The conclusion of the story is there's a lot of universities in the U.S. There's a lot of colleges in the U.S. Yeah, so to go from thousands and thousands into 64, yeah, it's not the FA Cup. <laughs> That's true, it's not the FA Cup, but it is interesting. I think we should we should actually talk about that. Why is, like, there's not that many upsets in, in, in soccer? Like, even in the FA Cup, it's still right. predictable. Right, in a sense that even if it, though it's a knockout tournament, there's not... I mean, the two rounds thing makes a slight difference, the fact that you have to play two legs. That's true. That's makes true. a difference. Uh, before, there was the away home goal difference. But, yeah, in basketball, especially March and Madness... every year. Like, every year you have upsets. It's... It's ridiculous. Like the Champions League, like all of these Europa League. Like even if you're if you're in this random European country, not like really random, but not known for football, and then you're first, but you end up beating Manchester City because you're in the group stage. That doesn't happen a lot. Yeah, like it's usually sure. very predictable. Sure. And you have like Madrid, Bayern, especially like the the teams that actually get to the the final. It's very predictable. Uh, that's why it makes it a little bit less fun. Because the World Cup, to me, was the most fun World Cup Especially I've watched. Especially this, this year, yeah. yeah like, you yeah. want to see Korea beating Portugal last minute. You want to see, what was it, at that point, that group? Like, it was... At, it kept in, changing. It was Spain's yeah, group, yeah, right? Yeah, Spain and exactly. Germany. Exactly. So, in five minutes, Costa Rica, was it? And Japan. Were, Costa Rica were Japan, and Japan were the ones who were, like, going to qualify. So, that's like, keeps it super exciting, but... Like football is still very predictable. Like, I think there's also just a discrepancy between the top teams and the bottom But that's actually teams. not a... Because, because it's not a good argument in the sense that if you guys know a little bit about college basketball, you'll see that like players pick. Players in high school. That's why the U.S. is crazy. People in high school get to pick their basically their best choices they have a ranking like they have a ranking of high school players so the number one so that they you you will be referred to as the number one recruit yeah number two but recruit. the number one recruits basically will go to the will go to, to the top good, program exactly will to go top to a top program, program. Right. so so still like it doesn't support what we we're saying so they could be like like a top, like a top player probably or top recruits won't, won't probably go to Princeton. No, no, I agree. I agree. It's just that in terms of the the program itself, the money, the resources, yes, a top program will have better resources, but it's not day and night. Yeah. Princeton like, is still rich. You still have they a still have a lot of money. So, you but know. But to be fair, the, the, the team who wins the who wins March Madness is not a random team. It's just that there are Usually upsets. not. Yes. Usually not. It's just not. that there are Usually upsets. Not. But anyways... To, to conclude this tangent, watch Mark Madness. It's super fun. And the brackets are also fun. Yeah. I mean, that's why most people don't win anything. Because these marks, is just un- unpredictable. It's so, it's so random. Like, Obama posted his um, brackets. And oh, he already he got most of it wrong. Because it's like, okay, well, the offsets he didn't account for. But he put Duke to win. So I'm just going to support him for that. Okay. That's good. That's good. <laughs> As we're recording this, Arsenal just got kicked out of 
Europa League after penalties. I, you heard me. I said it. I was scared when Martinelli came and took that penalty. It was unfortunate, honestly. It was a very interesting game. It felt like a boomerang. So it was like one team was attacking, and then the the other team got the possession, and then they went to try their shot at the at the goal, and then it went back to the other team again. So it just went back and forth, back and forth most of the game. The most the highlight was probably Sporting's goal.、Mm-hmm. You didn't watch, but、uh, basically what happened was Arsenal lost the ball. And Gonzalez scored a goal from the halfway line, but it was it was, an, it was an incredible. I think、goal. it was a mistake. It was an incredible goal. Everyone looked shocked. So right after the goal, the camera panned to this fan who was like holding his phone, and his jaw just dropped. Like it was like an Arsenal fan. Oh my god! And it became a meme. An I, Arsenal fan. An Arsenal fan. And it was just can, oh can, my god. Can we talk about why is Arsenal? First in the Premier League, struggling with the fourth team, and I mean, yeah, Sporting. Yeah. Is not like a、Premier、random、Liga. team. Yeah, it's not a random team. Yes, it's a team that has history and all of that. But, but still, this is Arsenal. But they're pretty far behind Benfica, though. Exactly, but this is like Arsenal. This is not like any team. So they give Barcelona so much shit for struggling in the Europa League and in the Champions League. But Barcelona is not a good team. He, Barcelona has not been a good team recently. But you have to say Arsenal, especially in the last five, ten years or so, has not had that much experience in Europe. As you know, you still have yeah, Busquets still have, and all that. Yeah, but they still have. They still have experience in the Europa League. They've been doing a lot of. No,、Europa、no,、League. I understand. But you know, like Busquets and all that, they've been playing in Europe and Champions League and all that for so long. So yeah, you would think that they an Arsenal. There's so much. There's so, there's so they're youngsters. I, I, I don't blame them for the penalties. The penalties is just like it's so random. A lot it's of like, it's luck. Yeah, it's like you're flipping a coin, right? It's so random, but to let it go to penalties and so tight one one two two before something is off, right? I mean they have. I to think Kim Kardashian cursed the game. What is she doing there?、I、and why? Why did she, she choose she a probably, Europa League game? She was probably in London. Got lost on her way to. Herods or something.、And、she was like, "Oh, there's a lot of these people that go to these football or soccer games. Why do they go?" When Saka was taking the penalty, she was so excited, recording on her phone. Like I was like, I I would be surprised if she had ever heard the name Bukayo Saka、so. before this day. I don't know. She was probably in London, London doing some shopping, and decided, you know, someone's gonna. And honestly, this is great. Free marketing for Arsenal,、mm-hmm, so why、true. why the hell not? You know, true, let、so. her take some Snapchat stories. She posted she posted a Snapchat story of all this free Arsenal merch that she got. She got、uh, it for free. I think it's free. I mean, like it's Kim Kardashian. They're not gonna yeah, they leave it to the rich people to get rich. Honestly, get yeah. If I were rich and famous, I don't even I need to be、free. into football. People would just give me these tickets. Yeah, you won't have to buy the Man City.、Uh, Yeah, I, I mean that cost. I don't know how much.、Uh, right, but I think she cursed it. She shouldn't. Ha- she sh- her presence at the game kind of freaked Arsenal out. They were too nervous to play in front of Kim Kardashian, and so you know they bottled it. Yeah, that's I mean, my theory. I don't understand. Like, <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm trying to follow. Like, they have a good team, much better than a lot of European teams, and they struggled with this team. And when I compare to Barcelona and versus Man U, yes, Barcelona tied and then lost two one. But that's Man U, right? Like it's not like a team in the you know, fourth in their league, and it's it's like Man United, and it's a very strong Man United. So clearly something is off, maybe with their defense, maybe with and we've been seeing it. Yes, it's very nice to see them come back in every single Premier League game, and luck is on their side, and everyone wants them to win. But 
they need to figure not out what's... in Europe. Yeah, like they need to... F- no, but they, there is a good chance that they might not win the Premier League. Like but I do think this may be a blessing in disguise so, so that, that they, they can, can go back and focus on Premier League. Same case with Barcelona. Yeah, I cannot believe Sevilla moved ahead and not Arsenal. Right. I don't know how... Like, like it's it's mad how bad Sevilla is this year and they moved ahead. And you never know because they're so good at Europa League, they might win it. Can you imagine they win it and they get relegated? Uh, well, yeah, that's funny. But I think United now are pretty confident about moving pretty far in the Europa League. You now that Arsenal's no, that's It's, it's kind of like March Madness. I think Europa League is a little bit... More unpredictable? Yes, more unpredictable. It's like March Madness-like. Yeah, I, I get that. So, I mean, you know, like most people would be betting Arsenal to get through through from this game. But I guess, you know. But I think this is maybe a good thing. They can... They Unfortunately, they have to play on Sunday. Another Premier League game. So, barely any rest. At least, you know, Saka and all that didn't play the whole thing. Yeah. So, I think there was a strategy there, perhaps. But... I'm just worried that they have such a strong team... And they might not end up winning anything. That would be very sad. Like, it's fine if they don't I win, the win the Premier League. I think they're going to win I just want them to win something. Like, if they win the Premier League, that would be great. I think they deserve it. But they just need to get better. And it's fine. They're young. They have a lot of time. But it's, it's, uh, they're but still they're learning. But they're out of the FA Cup. They're out of the FA Cup. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm just saying. So, like, the Premier League is their only shot. Yeah. At now, a it's a little bit, now, it's a little bit tricky. But, anyways. But speaking of their biggest competitor in the league, Manchester City. Nice segue. Yes. So Manchester City had a great night. (laughs) Woohoo! Against Leipzig. 7-0. I don't think it's fun to go through all the statistics and the, you know, oh my god, he scored this many goals first. Yeah, but it shows how much Man City doesn't have a lot of history. No disrespect to Man City. Well, no, no, not just Manchester City. The first in Champions League to reach X number of goals. Uh, he's oh, the youngest. The he's the youngest player, yeah, right? He's the youngest Messi, player to score okay, thirty Champions League goals. So but just... apparently, Messi did not score. Uh, oh no, no, it wasn't Messi. It was Ronaldo who barely scored any goals when he first started playing yeah, in his yeah, first, yeah. however yeah. many games in Champions League, he scored zero but, goals. But but let's be fair, Ronaldo is much better than Holland. Yeah. Well, we don't know that yet. Well, what do you mean we don't know that yet? Ronaldo is so skillful, like Holland. Yes, to me, scores. to me, Holland is like what the people call him, the cyborg, because he scores so many goals. And it is kind of like a rope. It's a bit robotic in the sense that you mm-hmm. don't feel like his goals are particularly aesthetically pleasing. The skills required in the goals that he scores versus the ones that Ronaldo or Messi no, would Ronaldo's score are very good. different. Ronaldo's very good. I think people forget. No, how no, no. But we should Ronaldo not. Is. We should not put down what Holland. No, no. Has I'm not achieved. putting down. But I'm just saying comparing Holland to. Like you cannot compare. We're not any comparing. Players, We're not comparing any players to Messi. I just. Ronaldo. I just think it should. It should exist. I don't. That's why I don't think those statistics are particularly interesting to me. I think the fact that he performed so well in a Champions League game deserves to be talked about. But we don't need that's to true. pull up all these stats about you know comparing. Oh, he's already on track to break all these records. That make that means he's better than all these different players. I mean, not necessarily, right? But when you listen to his interviews, his like drive and hunger. He's to like score a robot. Goals, he really is. He thought you could tell by the end of the game, De Bruyne scored the uh, scored the last goal, and it panned to his face, and you can kind of tell he was a little bit upset because Why? Guardiola took him off. You know those rumors about oh, Guardiola. He, he, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't want to break 
Messi's record of scoring five goals. No, I don't think that's why. That's a joke. But but you can tell he wanted to score a double hat trick. Guardiola probably does have a soft spot for Messi. Oh yeah, for sure. And even his ex-players, like like he was in an interview after the game. Thierry Henry was covering the game. He comes over, interrupts, and he was so happy to see him. They hugged each other, like right in the middle. Yeah, I swear. I think he has these relationships with his Barcelona players. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, honestly, five goals. He he does know how to position himself. Oh, for sure. Especially in this game. Yeah, I think like, in this game, he did it perfectly. When other players miss, he finds himself in the right position to score the goals. And then, like, the fifth goal, he kept trying. Like, it's like, try the first time, try the second time until you actually score it. And it's, it's like, you want someone like that. I think he was hungrier. He was frustrated. He was, like, frustrated that he hasn't scored in a while. He was oh, yeah. hungry, scored, 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 scored. Fantastic. Ke- Kevin De Bruyne being better definitely helped Holland because yeah, if you look at his set the goal after the penalty it was De Bruyne who kind of gave him that pass and everything so when De Bruyne plays a little better he can pass him more balls to the center and I think that helps Holland a bit without without De Bruyne in the midfield it's a little harder for him to be in the right positions because he has to go a lot deeper into the center and expect people to pass him the balls but everyone has already talked about that penalty I didn't think it was a penalty. No, uh, it wasn't a penalty. Even the Manchester City players did no, not appeal a for penalty. a penalty. I don't think it was a penalty, yeah. I mean, these that's the problem. These penalties, like, I don't know. Like, we have VAR and we have all this stuff. And honestly, I'm so glad about VAR because it does bring fairness. Like, people complain about VAR all the time. But if we look at VAR every single game, then that makes the game fair. I don't care if they delay the game by five minutes. That's I don't fine. care. That's like, even if you add 10 minutes, like in the World Cup, they used to add like 12, Honestly, 10 my pro- minutes. my problem's not with VAR. It's just inconsistency in refereeing. Yeah, I don't like, but so, so, some aspects are dif- difficult. Like some, and also the, the handballs. But now that the hand was not, that, are really... that should not have been a penalty. And I think this was mostly a consensus. Yeah, I don't know. And if you think about it, the the second goal that was 19 seconds after the penalty that really changed that's, that's the, the problem. tide, right? That's what I'm, ta- that I'm talking exactly. about. Exactly. So, like, so people are like, no, but City was so dominant, they would have won anyway. Actually, City, especially this season, they mm. feel like, I feel like they're the kind of team that really needs that turning point for them to gain the confidence to be able to score more goals. But they won't be able to come back, like necessarily. Exactly. So that's the problem. And so they needed that first push to get them through the door and that yep. penalty was exactly that mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. if that penalty wasn't given yeah maybe they could have won they definitely would not have won 7-0 i think because that confidence boost they were what it's, it's like city was lucky like also like yes holland is very well positioned in this game was very well positioned but the ball wanted him like when the ball wants you it, it wants you like, two decisions one was the penalty and also not booking ederson yeah, I mean, so Ederson's I mean, run tackle, that was so stupid. And I'm just going to go on a little bit of a tiny rant about how he is the most overrated goalie ever. The mistakes. As, you can yes, see the mistakes. He, yeah. I don't think the calculations go through his head. He got so lucky that some people were saying that was a red card. I don't think it was a red card, but it was a horrible tackle. Mm-hmm. Don't know why he came off his line so far because there wasn't that much danger, I think. And... People talk about, you know, how I just don't think he's good enough to play for a top, top Premier he is League not, team. He's not. And if you compare him to Allison, there is a reason why like, Allison like, starts. Even this, even this, like this week, right? Like you see how well, Allison yeah, was so much Yeah, we're going to so talk about better. that game. Yeah, yeah I mean, Allison. I mean, there's not a lot to say about that game. It's a little bit of a, what you expected happened, basically, right? Like there's not. Like, it's very hard for Liverpool to come back, but uh, let's finish with the, but, the Man City but, but one But Ederson, first. he makes mistakes even when City is not in jeopardy. So even when City is not necessarily, like, 2-0 down, like you really got to score. He's not very good with his feet. 
Yeah, and he just, the decisions he makes when it comes to, I just don't, I feel like there's something missing. He doesn't make great decisions. And and, and you need the player that's very good with his feet because it's, it's like changing. Now, the goalie is literally an 11th player. Like, he plays. Like, they play with all the goalies nonstop. Like, they would bring back the ball. New Year started this, I think. He was very good with mm. his feet. That's why I don't think he... You cannot compare him to Courtois. You cannot compare him to Ter Stegen. You cannot compare him to all these guys that gave and gave and gave. So, I don't understand how City has a goalie like him. And he makes mistakes so many times. I know City repeatedly. fans are going to come at me because they're all very defensive of Ederson. I'm sorry to say this. I think City deserves a better goalie. But I honestly, I doubt that he's going to... They should get one of those goalies from the World Cup. There's a lot of good goalies that shine. <laughs> you want Bono there, don't you? Yeah, I mean, Bono, go to City. But honestly, I don't think they're going to get rid of Ederson. I really doubt it. They seem to have all this trust in him. I just don't think. And I thought Bravo was better. You know, like he had the, he had Claudio Bravo before. He's much older, but I honestly thought he was better. So when we compare Ederson to Allison, the second leg of I mean, not, Liverpool. Not, not much to say about that. Yeah, game. not it's much expected. to say. It does seem that. Madrid was still the stronger team, I would say. They still were minis- missing those finishing touches. Uh, it could have been more than 1-0. The goal that they scored was kind of just a defensive mistake as well. Because yeah, but they could have scored. Like, they, they could have easily they could have easily beaten uh, Liverpool 5-0. No, no, no. I'm, saying, I'm saying their goal that they scored was a bit of a mistake in the sense that Vinicius Jr., he was he kind of he tried to pass to Benzema and it was a very weak pass because he was he slid on the floor mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Van Dijk was right there and he couldn't love, do anything love about Vinicius it. Junior. He, he was on the floor but he still managed to pass. I swear and this game he was on fire. He, Trent could not he, he handle it. He could not him. keep up. He he outran yeah, him every it's time. Very hard, it's very hard. Vinicius Jr. runs so his great so pace. Good. His He's pace so is amazing. Can you just imagine his relationship and his chemistry with Benzema now compared to just not too long ago about Benzema telling everyone don't pass the fucking ball to Vinicius. He was bitching about him in French. Oh my god. And then now it's like Vinicius posts an Instagram post of the two of them calling themselves Vinzima or something. Really? I just, I mean, it's good for Madrid. Uh, Camavinga had a great game as well. Oh, he was so good. I saw. I saw. Really good. Really good. I think just Camavinga is not super consistent, but there's he's great so potential. Young. But yeah, you, you, so you compare Madrid's midfield now. You know, yes, uh, Tony Cruz is not the player he was. Modric still had an amazing game. Modric doesn't age. Yeah, his the goal he almost scored was oh, amazing. Yeah. And so and so and then with Camavinga, who could have potential, and then you compare it to the aging and just incompetent midfield of I, Liverpool. I don't know what Liverpool's gonna do. I don't know. Now they're out of every competition. I don't know if there is any hope for them next year because clearly their owners are not going to spend any money. So Actually, I don't know. I think they're trying to buy players. With what With what money? I don't think they're going to spend any money. So unless they change something. And it's like they dropped, right? Like they dropped all of a sudden. Like they were good at the beginning and then dropped. Their so, descent was very fast. Yeah, so I don't understand what's happening. So there is nothing that's giving me hope that they're going to be better next year. You never know. Maybe club could do something and change the mentality. Trent went from... What probably the best right back to like someone that causes them causes them a lot of problems. Like it's yeah. Like I don't know. Van Dijk was the best defender, and you see how he is right now. But 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 this is the thing. Like someone I don't remember who had said it. These 
great players. Yes, you can have an off game. Yes, you can have several off games. Do you have an off season? If you have a whole off season, does that still make you a great player? Chelsea ha- is having an off season. I mean, the same player that won the well, Champions that's what, that's League what I'm are having off season. To be honest, there's there's no one on that Chelsea team right now that I would say you would remember in 30 years and say that was. That's true. That was Not, an amazing player. Yeah, and I don't like mean this in a bad way for Chelsea because I do like Chelsea and I used to support them and still sometimes support them but it's maybe just Thiago not, Silva I think that's the only yeah, one yeah it's just say. not like some, no no but Kante 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 was really good like okay. a very yes good yes but he has yeah he hasn't played yeah but it's like it's like very different right Chelsea's like all the energy it's like you always expect them to win it's like kind of like a Madrid energy but Liverpool had more of those memorable players Liverpool had amazing they players. had way more I yeah, think it's just yeah. that I don't know what's happening to be honest I think that Liverpool the, the midfield problem is a much harder problem than if you were just, you had yeah, an attacking like Milner, problem. Henderson, yeah, they were great players before, but it's just, they're not cutting it. And Van Dijk, I don't know. Maybe Klopp is going to do something that's going to change them. They can maybe get fourth place. It's going to be very hard, but maybe they can get fourth place. I think it's, it's going to be difficult. Yeah, like Man United is doing an amazing job. So I don't know. Tottenham, you cannot rule them out either. So we'll see, but they have a lot of work to do. I mean, it's, it's the midfield is so like, you know, he put four players up front. What the fuck is the point of that if you have no midfield to serve them balls? Yeah. You don't have a midfield, so having an extra forward up there doesn't do shit. And if you think about it, okay, to be honest, Trent, he's shit at defending this season. So maybe you move him to midfield. But I think, I think, the, I think the problem this year was more the defense than midfield. They I think can it's, see the lot of goals. They, I, I, but I think it's because think they still like they still like do a good job and they still attack. Yeah. Like, so if you attack really well, even if your midfield sucks, and you're able to attack by some miraculous reason, but you defend well, then that's not a problem. Yeah, but, but here but you don't defend exactly, well. Exactly because Trent used to do a very good job at being a, a, a mm-hmm. attacking wing back, right? I don't know. And he's so young. So really, I'm very, I'm very hopeful that they're gonna come back. But Klopp is. He has this blinding positivity. I rem- I noticed this. So I believe him. In, in the Klopp. pre-match interview, he was talking about how he has faith that Liverpool would make it, even if no one else believes in this room. I'm the one to believe it. And, Such a great guy. And he really is. And every time Liverpool loses, Ted Lasso energy. He's yeah. He's always smiling. Have you noticed that? After every game that Liverpool loses, he, even he, if it's a just he, crushing he defeat. You know something that we don't know. You see him and he's just smiling and clapping. It's partially he has a great smile, so maybe he wants to show off his teeth. I'm always I'm always <sighs> looking at how amazing smile. his teeth oh. are. Uh, but honestly, he is so positive. He definitely is has that Ted Lasso kind of... He's not as funny as Ted Lasso or as you know charming know. in that way. No, I'm sorry. Pep is the funniest... Um, I mean, come on. No, he like he, he likes to be funny, but I feel like he's mean to uh, reporters. Recently, he's very mean. No, but he's funnier. His whole weird like Julia Roberts spiel was just mean. like, what the fuck? It Where did that funny. come from? It wasn't funny. Oh, why did Julia Roberts go to see? But he just goes Mary? on these random tangents. But I, but I feel like it's hard to be in a press conference, right? Like you kind of get annoyed at people asking you like stupid questions. Oh, do you but think these, this guy's not playing well? But these guys have decades of experience. No, no, I understand that. But it's still very annoying that you just lost, for instance, and like you just now have to like answer these stupid questions. Yeah, and, yeah. And some of them are very stupid, right? So. They are, they are. Especially things like you know that they can't comment on. For example, if there's an investigation going on, if there's some scandal, you're like, well, I mean, you that's, know. That's why he gets upset. Yeah, you know I'm legally bounded not to be able to talk about that. And that's not my job as a manager. My job is to comment on mm-hmm, the players mm-hmm. and all of that. Don't ask me about And the British club. press is not easy. Oh, they are. They're tough, right? Right. 
Or the Trent Crim from The Independent. Ah, uh, we should talk about Barcelona Bilbao. Okay. The scandalous oh. decisions as well in this game. Barcelona, so lucky. Honestly, it's like really lucky. They had nine wins. One, zero, nine wins. I cannot believe that they've only like conceded eight goals. It's it's amazing. And it's like I think if, if people don't watch the games, they're going to realize that, oh my God, Barcelona is so good defensively. But they don't realize what happens in the games. And that they like, there's the, the far that goes... It goes for them, like they, they like. There's so many near misses, and Ter Stegen is amazing. No, but Ter Stegen is so incredible. They, that save, you remember that save? That save is iconic. Yeah, it's the, one that, of the that best clearance saves. is amazing. If you think oh. about the technique of that clearance, it's like the angle. I thought it was going in. Yeah, literally. and I he said, was, was so he was he was so smart about it in the way that he cleared it. He cleared it to the other side to make sure that so no good. attacking player from the other team would get the ball. And also that it could have been an own goal if the angle was off. Yeah, so good. 20, 21 clean sheets. Yes, I know Barcelona's defense is, is good. I know all of that, but Ter Stegen is... The, he's the MVP is, of the defense. He's, the, he's an MVP. He's so good. He was really, really good. Again, the goal that's... Uh, Barcelona conceded, which was ruled out as offside. It was actually offside. It was not an offside. It was like a handball. It was actually handball. So let's be fair. In my opinion, it was handball. But like people are very upset about it. But the VAR, like I feel like that's the point of the VAR. We should look up all of these like situations when there might be a foul or there might be thing, even if they scored a goal, right? Like I don't you, know why people you, get upset you, about that. You know that. how fans can be. I just don't like it when refs decide to. Oh, I'm gonna look at the, the the VAR right now, or I'm not gonna look at it now. That that's the problem, and I don't think that's the 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 main ref's problem. It's more the people who are in the, the VAR, VAR room. Yeah, like the VAR refs, they should tell him, hey, you need to check this out. They have all the time in the world to look at that, and even sometimes they actually do it after like a minute passes, and then they decide to, oh, we're gonna look at it. In any case, Barcelona is whatever you say, they win. That's what matters. Madrid is still struggling. They had to concede a goal first from Espanyol to win the game. So I don't know what they're doing specifically. Barcelona is doing all of this stuff with missing Pedri, which is in like I don't think people realize that don't watch Barcelona. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't watch Barcelona because it's not the same Barcelona, right? It's like yeah. more the Premier League. Like a lot of people don't care about Barcelona anymore. They went through multiple years of problems. But Pedri is so important. To me, he's one of the best midfielders in the world. He's so good. Dembele is not there, and people don't even realize how good Dembele is. I, I do think that with all these scandals and problems that have been accumulating it is harder for fans who are not so attached exactly. originally to, yeah. to remain fans mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. you know like even i know a lot of people that used to watch barcelona with me and they were yeah. big fans of barcelona when there was messi chavi now they don't watch it like why am i gonna watch barcelona it's not even that fun especially now that they've watched barcelona when it was chavi and all these players that like, tiki taka and on now it's like an atletico madrid version of of Barcelona. It's definitely so it's not like, as uh, not as fun to watch. Yeah, so it's like a very different game. Anyways, the important thing is that they are winning and they're nine point. They have a nine point lead, right? I think. And the funny thing is, I don't know if you read that. Like they couldn't register Gavi as a player. Yeah, that that's that whole problem is hilarious yes. to me. They go back and forth. The court rules rules in favor of Barcelona, and then changes their mind. Rules in favor of La Liga, and then they didn't file the thing in time. And yeah, then he like still has they, to play as a junior a, player. They missed the deadline. Oh my god, this is such a fucking shit show. That. What I wanted to talk about as well is this new, uh, what is it called? New World Cup format. 
Yeah, it's been making its rounds in the news recently. Actually, before we talk about that, can we just talk about the Morocco's how much? Bid? No, no, before money. How much money FIFA has? Did you see that now the 2023 Women World Cup? Oh, it was three times more than what it was. Yeah, like where did they get that money? Like, there's no way that not the from money... all the inc- the three times more people watching the Women's World Cup. That's no, for sure. It means that they had that money somewhere, but they're like, okay, we're not gonna. They're like share. the Fed. Exactly. Like, they're printing money. They can. They have cash everywhere. Like we're not gonna share this money, but now we want more people. Like I feel like FIFA, what they're doing, they're like doing like this strategy where they want to kill all the other non-FIFA boards, like all the other non-FIFA organization. They want everyone to just focus on FIFA, and they're like, okay, we had all this money lay- laying around from for like from all the ads and all this sponsorship nah, for the Women's World Cup. Yeah, yeah, and suddenly we're gonna take it Inven- from thirty, Inf- from 30 got, million to one hundred and ten million. Infantino got elected for another, I think, I believe, four years, or so, unopposed again. And people in the comments were like, "Today I feel corrupt. Today I feel unopposed." That's, that's super ridiculous. Like, did no one give him like any like piece of advice? Even after he- the documentary, he's like, "Nah, I'm still gonna run unopposed." <laughs> So this new format has yes. 48 teams, 12 groups, 104 games in total. You know they wanted to originally do three teams per group, which no, would have been extremely idea. bizarre. Yeah, I think they tried it like in the 60s or something. I don't, I don't remember when, but it was a horrible idea. Anyway, so it will last 39 days. So the top two teams from each group will yeah. obviously qualify. Then... The best, like, I don't know, the best third eight teams or something like that. It's more money for FIFA. Obviously, that's what they're doing. It's because more people are going to watch. More, more, sponsors game, from more games for us to watch. Yeah, more games for us to watch. And they, they want to take more games from other competitions, right? There is a risk that players are not going to have enough rest time. That's like right, the problem, right, right? Like you have right. to, you have to do like Copa, like all these like local. I cups believe, and all these. I believe the entire kind of in, including travel time, including like the training time and all that stuff. This world, the next World Cup is gonna take around two months, oh, close to two months. Yeah, yeah, just the games alone is 39, 39 days. So that's, that's what, what I'm saying. Say. So with everything, it's gonna be close to two months. I think I around fifty days, fifty something days. Yes, yeah, so I I don't know. I I think it's a good idea because more. Uh, more teams get to play. More I think that's teams. that's the that's a positive because Africa and Asia and all that they're getting way more teams getting. Quite, I think Africa now will have nine teams mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. and I think so. I think that in that in that way it is a good thing. Europe is not getting an increase as much, which makes sense, right? Because you already have. Yeah, but like I, you can see that FIFA is doing this a little bit for them. Like they're doing so many things at the same time, and also they're doing these. This World Cup for clubs, which is, oh, I, I also want, I always think about it as like a March Madness, because you could have all these random teams from different uh, countries, and you never know who's gonna win. So it's a 32 team World Cup, and it's all, it's gonna start in 2025. So in the next World Cup of clubs, it's still gonna be seven teams in Saudi Arabia, and the team that like is gonna be, I don't know, 12 spots from Europe, and there's a cap of two teams by country. So basically now Chelsea and Madrid, they've already qualified because you qualify by looking at the like the past four years and who won the Champions League in that specific continent. I think it's good too. I didn't like the seven game or like seven team World Cup. It's just weird, right? Like why is just there seven teams? Yeah. And, and it's like some of them uh, start at the beginning, but like some of them... Uh, no, actually, they've already qualified, so they don't need to play no, the no, first that, games. No, like, no, th- that makes sense. Like, the, the the conference tournaments in basketball are the same way. If you are the top four seeds, you start from the quarterfinals. 
You don't need to play the initial games. I don't know, but I just, I just feel like doing this gonna give definitely more value to the to the to the cup because now no one cares about the World Cup club. Like, who, who watches it? There's I don't think they that that. But now it's gonna be more fun because imagine thirty two teams and all these. People oh no, no, I don't think it's a bad idea. It's just people have a bad impression about FIFA in general. So you, people are very skeptical about whatever FIFA does these days so if they come up with some system people think oh it's just your way to be more corrupt and earn more money yeah yeah exactly so they're doing so many things at the same time and you just start to wonder like they must they have so many plans to make money he's just expanding I'm sure this guy I think he's a bit of an evil genius yeah and all of these things are like great ideas if you just don't know FIFA to be honest this world cup of cups is great why has it not existed yet? I know, that's true. Isn't I that th- strange? I think it's like, maybe the, the, the fact that the Champions League, the UEFA Champions League has so much power. Right. It's the most prestigious. Yeah. Why is that the case? Because, you know, as a kid, this- when I first found out about Champions League, I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. You like put the best teams in all the European leagues together and you play this fucking amazing mm-hmm. tournament. So it makes sense to do it on a world stage. It's just like, that doesn't exist yet. I am impressed. It's just that when you read this, and you know their history, you just don't trust FIFA. No one trusts FIFA. But two can be true at the same time. You can hate FIFA, but still be so excited to watch all the extra football games. So I wanted to talk about uh, the World Cup bids in general. I I don't know, like as a country, do you actually wanna organize the World Cup? If you're Morocco, yes, you're dying to. Just, but Every time, no, pick me, please, pick That's me. That's so true. They pick have like, me. oh have no, the, so the crushing disappointment. Every time you try, it oh, doesn't work. I actually want to go to this. So they hold the <laughs> undesirable title of the most World Cup bits without success five times. Most recently, just in 2020. Like the kid that never gets picked in gym class. I think it's really not fair. But anyway, so most recently, just in 2026. The first time was in 1994 where they lost to, to the U.S. by three votes. Then again, in 1998, they lost to France 12-7. to 7. Their best shot was in, in 2010, and I remember this, and I was so sad. It was against South Africa, and I was watching. I remember it was 2004. I'm watching the TV, waiting for them to announce, and we got so excited. But, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm glad they lost that. We would not have had Waka Waka if you had. I, I agree. So I wasn't, <laughs> like, I forgot about that. Once you got to 2010, because Waka Waka made me forget about that. So I don't even remember it anymore. But anyways, they lost to South Africa 14 to 10. And that was not fair because they were actually allegation of corruption that Morocco actually won more votes. And if you watch the Netflix documentary, they, they talked about this. Chuck Blazer and Jack Warner, that were part of the FIFA executive committee, actually admitted later on that they were bribed. There was also this Telegraph article saying that there was a, like a bunch of bribery happening. So now they are doing a, a joint bid with Portugal and Spain. Yeah, but is Ukraine supposedly joining this bid or something? No, at no, some they're point? not. They're not. So they they're drop. Not. They're not they part dropped. of this bid anymore. I, I just think the idea that it's Portugal, Spain, and Ukraine is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean that, that like, geographically doesn't make sense. That's the problem. Geographically doesn't make sense. So, but the Morocco things makes perfect sense. No, but honestly, this is very strategic because Morocco has failed in their bid as an individual com- country for so many times. Now, if you can get the vote of UEFA countries mm-hmm. and also African countries, you you probably have a better shot. You'd be surprised. An African country, doesn't it doesn't mean that it's going to vote for an African team. That's the African nation. Because this FIFA is, about, is really corrupt. But this is corrupt. not about winning the World Cup. No, no, I understand. But so the, you're the, saying they're going like, to be bribed? It's like lobbying in, in the okay, US Okay, so Congress. what's their biggest competitor this time? 
it's Saudi Arabia, but I, I, I will come to that. But it's it's, it's basically okay. Saudi Arabia. So the problem with the Morocco bit alone is that they didn't get a good score in 2026. So you know, like how they have to score your like your like file. I think you like your like projects and all of that stuff. So the capability of of potentially hosting a World Cup. Exactly. So they they scored like it was at risk. They call it. 2.5 out of 5. Fuck, at risk. That's what they call it, I think, at risk. So, and I, I know a little bit the stadiums, and all the stadiums have track and field. It's so annoying because you're so far from the pitch. But, but that makes all sense. They're them. not fully dedicated football stadiums. Yeah, so that's easy. They can just replace that with actual, like, seats. Okay. The problem is they will have to invest a lot in, like, infrastructure, which is a good thing for the country, right? They, they, they're saying that... But they football is big there anyway, so, you know. No, 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 no. infrastructure, when I, I mean, like, ah. like, roads and all of that. So, they, they said that they're going to invest $16 billion in infrastructure in 2026. And in, in in, in, at that time, they said to organize 2026, which obviously they didn't win, they wanted to invest $16 billion. So, as you said, it's better that they're doing it with other countries. Yeah. Spain, obviously, they have amazing stadiums. They don't need to do anything versus... And even Portugal is not bad. Yeah, I don't think those two need to I think it's a good thing for Morocco... But from uh, like a sustainability point of view, I don't think it should be one country organizing. Because you ha- you built so many things and then who's going to use that? Especially if you don't have a good league. Like why do yeah. you need state of the to art? To share the burden, especially if you're a smaller country. Yeah. If you're the US, I think it's fine. But if you're a smaller country, the US has so much land, has so much so many resources, it's a bit different. And they have like right. a massive sports culture. Like if you're not going to use that for... For actual no, like no, soccer, I agree, you can I agree. use it for I think I, I honestly I didn't understand why they had to do a joint bid with Canada and Mexico either. May I? I don't know. The U.S. can organize it alone. I, I yeah, I, I didn't read up about the about why this was a joint bid because the U.S. technically could have. I think perhaps it because yeah, of because of, because of the culture of football. Perhaps like Mexico has a, you know a bigger football culture, and then it's just that what everyone says the people who went to Qatar, it's just it was so special. Because the country was so small, mm. so it was like living the World Cup constantly, even when the game. It was like over. you were in a camp, and exactly. it was just people who so were watching. Everyone the World Cup. I asked, he said it was amazing. I don't think I honestly, I, I'm so jealous. Lived in a World Cup bubble. They lived in a World Cup bubble, like with all the the scandals and all the stuff. I mean, think about that, it. You you get out of your hotel. Everyone in your hotel is going is there for the World Cup. You take the subway that's free, and every time you take the subway, it's just people going to the World just Cup games. Just people going to World Cup. So, Everyone went to hang out in one spot. It was it was like it's not like living in it's not like New York or the U. Imagine the U.S. I think the downside is that if you're you don't actually do any kind of tourism when you're there, so you don't get you to. Don't ex- care about well, me, me, me. If I were going to a country that I've never been before, I still want to look yeah, at but the, the country. World Cup happens once every four years. I don't care about tourism. I just want to like have fun and. Watch but that wasn't football. that wasn't the goal of Qatar, I guess. If you were like Spain or something, or you know a different country, you'd be like, oh, I want people to come and visit my country as well. Because but I don't think Qatar didn't have that. Not from that. Like I'm just saying from a fan's perspective. It was really nice, and everyone I talked to says that. Like a lot no, of people. No, fair enough, fair enough. But I, I just don't think that would happen. Uh, like, no, I don't it's think, not going to happen. As anymore. in, like, I don't think that would necessarily be a bad thing, because your so your entire experience was not World Cup based. I don't think necessarily that's a bad thing. It's, it's special, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that if it weren't. That's true. Because so, you get look, come on. If you were in Morocco, you'd be like, oh my god, I want to see Marrakesh. I want to see yeah, Tangier. I want to do all that I'm stuff. Sorry. I if I go to World Cup, I want to watch all the games. It was, anyways. But I I think that that was a special experience, no matter what people say. There, the the other bids are actually for the the World Cup twenty thirty is Uruguay, 
Argentina, Paraguay, and Chile. Yeah, they're trying to recreate. I think it's like the exactly. anniversary. Exactly, like the one the 100th anniversary uh, because I think it was done like the first time in Uruguay. Mm-hmm. So um, I think they could win. I don't know. It's very sentimental. Uh, so it's very to possible. To be honest, everything is about money, 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 and corruption. So. Exactly, exactly. So the other one is Spain, Morocco, Portugal, which I think it's a very, it's like very close to each other. It's nice weather. It's, I would vote for you. But then you have Egypt, Greece, and Saudi Arabia. That's First, so fucking random. It's uh, the Greece, the Greece thing. Well, well, if you look geographically, it's not so random. Okay. So yeah. you know, yeah, Egypt yeah, yeah, and Saudi yeah, Arabia, yeah, that's are, like, true, that's true. Geographically, it is not so random. But if you if you wanted to include, why didn't you include Italy as well in there? I don't know. That's that's a good point. So, <laughs> Politico actually uh, revealed last month that they, there was a meeting between MBS and some guy from the government and that there were like talks about corruption and they were going to pay, basically Saudi Arabia were going to fund or help fund all of the things that Greece has to build. Oh, okay. So that they can like help. So they're backing Exactly, so that they can lobby, exactly, they can, they can lobby and try to get the votes. So it's it's crazy that they're still doing this. Uh, in my very humble opinion, I think that Saudi Arabia is going to win because they've been preparing. They're Honestly, trying to get all if, these if, players. If Saudi Arabia is involved in something, you don't want to bet against them. You can't. It's like if, if people think of Qatar, it's Saudi Arabia is 20 times Qatar, 20 times the money, 20 times everything. I mean, it's not just the money. At this point, they've really established themselves on the world stage as like they have connections everywhere. So it's, it's, it's very difficult they, to... They have a good... They actually have a good football league. It's not like Qatar. They have a good team, national team. They have an amazing... But that's not the problem. No, no, but I'm just saying, I'm just listing all the things. Mm-hmm. They have very good... Uh, like, everyone's obsessed with football. Everyone watches it there. They have amazing trains. And they're used to receiving so many people because everyone goes to Mecca there. So they can handle all that stuff. They have, like, a lot of speed. They have so much money. They're not used if to having are, a lot of non-Muslims going. That's true. But they are trying to open to tourism. That, like, they, you see their ads everywhere now. Don't you see? It's literally everywhere. I see, I see Visit Rwanda more. No, no, just because you are uh, the Arsenal thing. But they, uh, you see their ads everywhere. They have bullet trains. And also, if, if, if a country, not even a country, a club is able to pay a player $200 million a year, $200 million a year or more, what do you think they're going to do about like an actual World Cup? They have no one is denying the power and wealth of Saudi Arabia. If they get involved in something, most likely they're going to succeed. If not the first time, the second time. So if Morocco's best bet is to align themselves with Saudi Arabia, that's the only way they're going to they win. Can, they can. Like now they have to just, they already made their choice. I think the question is, is FIFA going to choose another country I don't want to say like Qatar, but another country where there might be all these corruption and all the like human rights abuses and all this stuff. It's it, it, there's a lot of similar problems, like the same system. Of course, probably worse. Yeah, yeah. There's the, all the all the problems with the workers that people see in Qatar. Those problems that existed way before the World Cup. There's the same problems in Saudi Arabia. So is FIFA gonna and all the the gay rights stuff? Is FIFA gonna choose uh, this country again? I don't know. Yeah, but if if you can, they can kind of see Qatar as a test run to hold in a country like that is not so open to the West and has you know a lot of problems. But with it works exactly. Yeah. So if it worked to Qatar, FIFA now is going to think, you know what, it's going to work in Saudi but Arabia. That's, but that's why Qatar liked. But that's why FIFA liked Qatar because it's a dictatorship. So you can just go and do whatever you want. So FIFA went to Qatar. It's like I want to put this here, here, here. And they're like yes, you can do everything. 
So you can... The country stopped. I mean, there's you less bureaucracy. Do you don't have to go through Not even it. bureaucracy. Like, the country stopped. Like, you can't go to the US and tell them, okay, you know what? You have to stop the stock market and you have to do this because I need to organize the World Cup. There is, like, a process to follow. So in Saudi Arabia, you can do that as well, probably. But here, there are two other countries. So who knows? But I don't know. I just... My gut feeling is that FIFA doesn't care. It's corrupt. And they're still just going to choose Saudi Arabia, which is sad. But we want another one organized in Africa. I, I want that. Like, we've... I think it's fair. <laughs> I mean, this is the sixth time or... Yeah, poor Morocco. They need some pity votes, man. Yeah, we want to... We don't want to organize the Olympics. We don't want to organize anything. Just the World Cup. So, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We're going to end it here. If you did, please leave us a five-star review. And we'll talk to you in our next episode. Bye.